With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway. Or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Blog Talk Radio. Great morning, everyone. How are you doing today? I hope that you had such a wonderful, beautiful weekend. Uh, it was here in the U.S. It was Memorial Day weekend, and it was such a beautiful day here in Sarasota, Florida. So I want to welcome you to the Liberating in the Beauty Revolution show, a platform where we get together and share valuable information, wisdom, some great tips so we can break free from vicious cycles and rediscover and welcome our higher selves. I am Lucia Gabriela, your empowerment host, sensuality healer, and love healer, and all that stuff. So I want to welcome you today so you can experience some city liberations. Uh, Liberating in the Beauty Revolution is celebrating our first year anniversary. And in the past year, we have been very fortunate and honored to have met amazing women mentors, speakers, healers, coaches, artists, and revolutionaries that are changing people's lives, transforming, giving them inspiration, empowering them, and doing a lot of great work out there. All in the spring, I was asked to be part of this amazing project called In Pursuit of the Divine, Rich Story to Empower Women's Soul. In this book, 30 inspired, motivated, and magnificent divine goddesses have come together to tell the transformational story that changed our life. But also they share with us how they were able to navigate through their struggles to find their inner divine goddess that allows them to step up into the game and lead on through transformation. So today we have a great guest, and she's still trying to connect online. Uh, I'm just going to give her one more minute uh, to get to get into the line. And, um, yeah, she's on the line with me chatting on Facebook. <laughs> and she's just trying to get into the number of calling to Black Dog Radio. So uh, we're just going to give her, like, a few more minutes uh, to come in and join us. Her name is Melissa. E. Monahan. And the right of the book of the chapter, I mean, the chapter of the book that she wrote is called Becoming a Feminine Co-Creator. I want to announce that to everyone that the book is, uh, release has changed from May 30 to June 6. And um, this, um, that's kind of good because it gives us a little extra time for all of us to promote and promote the book and talk more about our, you know, what's going on with the book, and just put it out there. So it seems like um, Melissa is on the line now. Um, Melissa, how are you doing today? Oh, hi, Lucia. How are you? Thanks for thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Sorry about the um, 
um, confusion about the phone. Yes, and all that I stuff. apologize. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. I apologize. We all apologize to everyone. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Hopefully, you had a, such a beautiful weekend, and it was nice where you were. Yes, it was beautiful and warm here in the New York City area. Nice, nice. I, I love New York in that time of the year. I don't like it in the winter time. Oh. That's why I moved down here. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, ah, oh, nice. Uh, I want to know more. Like, please introduce yourself. Um, I was telling everyone that uh, you're one of the co-authors of the book in Pursuit of the Divine, Written Story to Empower a Woman's Soul. And um, I just want to you to introduce yourself a little bit. Uh, what do you do? And um, talk a little bit about your chapter. I mean, don't tell everything uh-huh. because we want to make sure everyone buy the book on June six. It's going to be on uh, impersonalthedivine.com, and uh, we're going to be making a big, you know, social media uh, mass uh, pro, you know, yeah. talk about it so we all can get in touch with this book. So please introduce yourself, Melissa. Yes. Oh, thank you. Sure. So my name is Melissa Erin uh, Monahan, and I am a uh, I'm a licensed creative arts therapist, uh, and I'm also I I earned my uh, master's in drama therapy from New York University, um, which is uh, I, I write about in in my chapter, um, and I'm also a certified conscious uncoupling coach. Uh, a certified calling in the one coach and a certified feminine power coach. So, so basically, so I specialize in transformative coaching. Um, yeah, and I uh, I run workshops in the New York City area, and I work with people um, all over the world uh, uh, by phone. Cool. And um, that's kind of interesting. You have all certifications. And which ones are those again? Because I'm like, wow, that sounds cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I'm I'm in New York State. I'm a licensed creative arts therapist. Um, but what my practice, my private practice, focuses on specifically is the work of conscious uncoupling, which I'm sure um, everybody is starting to get familiar with. Um, uh, after Gwyneth Paltrow announced her conscious uncoupling in March, I'm actually the, the creator of the work is my mentor, Catherine Woodward Thomas. So. Um, I, I I specialize in, in that um, coaching and also in calling in the one um, coaching and feminine power as well. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, that sounds all very cool. In fact, yeah. the main thing is you help know, you help people to transform their life and uh, embrace themselves. So tell us a little more about the becoming a feminine co-creator. That was a very beautiful title because I love the word Mm co-creation and I love the fact that you um, uh, put the word feminine because we need that feminine energy back into a planet uh, where we can it. So becoming a feminine co-creator, what is that about? Yes, well, um, (laughs) well, you know, it's really, it's so much, you know, the the essence of the work, of the work that I'm a facilitator of, whether it's conscious uncoupling or um, calling in the one or feminine power, it's really um, um, anchored in the feminine principle of relatedness. 
um, that that there is a profound transformative and co-creative power um, that really we gain access to um, when we are in real relationship with ourselves, with with God, you know, the universe, our own soul, let's say, and each other. So, so really, what I write about in the book. Um, it really begins with, you know, my experience um, as a little girl being raised um, Catholic, um, going to Catholic school, and, and really um, having a very sort of, um, I guess you would say traditional, <laughs> through the lens of, of Catholicism, you know, this experience, this yearning for God, this yearning for something more um, and and really, um, uh, you know, having you know through the lens of 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 a child, you know, this experience of of God as as a, a man outside of me. Um, and then, um, so so what I what I you know detail in the chapter is really you know this this hunger um, throughout my my life through you know certainly my 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 twenties um, to to really um, experience God, to experience a real relationship with God and, and with the divine. Um, and, and I talk about how um, one of my internships at New York University was at a, a hospital um, downtown where I worked with children who were homicidal, suicidal, or both. Um, and it was actually my my first internship, uh, <laughs> and it was a you know it was a wasn't an easy assignment, but but there was something um, there was something there that I I, I really um, knew I was there to to do or facilitate. So to to make a long story short, I wound up writing my thesis on on the co-creative role of God, where I would um, I, I actually guided um, twelve patients to play the role of God and then to access their own healer from the inside out. So it was a very interesting beginning of my thesis <laughs> that um, then took another turn less than one month later. Um, it was the eve of my 30th birthday where I, I found myself in my own dark night of the soul. Um, and And what's interesting I think about it it was not that necessarily I fell into this um, spiritual emergency this dark night this you know what the doctors called a major depression Um, it was the way that I came out of it and I emerged from it and it was really through surrendering to the divine within me um, and to my own soul Um, so this is really what then catalyzed a relationship from the inside out with my own feminine divinity, my own feminine soul from the inside out. So that's uh, that's the that's beginning of it, it. for sure. <laughs> the beginning. That's the beginning of it. It is not all. I can imagine that there's so much uh, to tell on that. I am very intrigued about, um, interested on the aspect when you talk about uh, when you had your internship and you had the first internship with it, working with kids and was suicidal, homicidal, yeah. how was that experience that, um, what did you get out of it? Like, working, I can imagine you got so many tools of life and transformation to help others, but what would be one of the, the, the things that you really saw that 
uh, it is so needed in this world for these kids that, uh, you know, like we can see, we're working with kids like in different aspects. You can see like we need love and we need understanding. But mm-hmm. for those kids, what yeah. was one of the things that, besides the love, you know, I know, you know, yeah. as a love, a love healer, love can heal and can create it all. But besides yeah. love, uh, there's another tool that I know that you maybe can provide through experience working with this kid in this environment. What would be one yes. of the things that you like? Oh, absolutely. That's such a wonderful question. And and what's really coming, I think what was true of the children is true of all of us, no matter who we are, that what we're all really yearning for and what we're all suffering from is, in fact, a lack of presence in our inner world. So so I think that if if anything what what was facilitated with each of these children who again were in a lot of pain you know it's it's they were they were you know tough cases you know that 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 you know easily you know throwaways if you will you know in terms of of their future and what was possible and I think what was really demonstrated is that when we're able to bridge a real relationship with our inner divine self that 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 is automatically transformative it it unleashes something so real and so profound um and and I so I think that that um was was something that was really witnessed for me in working with them and and it's true for all of us as well. We're yearning to know who we are from the inside out as opposed to we're looking for that the answer from the outside in. So it's it's a it's a big shift and you know, and I also I mentioned in the chapter and I think it's really significant that, that despite, you know, the 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 pain um, and the, you know, the quote-unquote mental illness, you know, again, homicidal or suicidal or both, you know, children ranging in ages from, you know, 3 to, say, 17, that when we engage this process together, a loving, wise, present, guiding voice was accessible for every one of them, regardless of their case history, their circumstances. So I think that they're, you know, a wonderful model for all of us, you know, as we're really, you know, again, yearning for what is real, yearning to have a real relationship with the divine within. Yes. Yeah, it seems like um, we're all yearning uh, to have not just a relationship from the divine, but also uh, we all feel like... um, Yearning to, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but uh, yearning to be, um, to find a true life purpose. You know, it goes yeah. together with finding who you are. And oh, absolutely. Because, because um, it just hit, you know, hit home because um, it's part of my story, uh, you know, when people go to my liberating in the beauty.com and I share about the revolution that I was created a year ago and we're having like a month anniversary. Um, you know, I, I I share about my personal my personal experience that I was a suicidal kid to begin with when I was young, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, and the reason why was because I was you know, uh, I would put everything out there like I don't you know I don't mind who here is or not, but 
I hope that everything I, I always share is always to help people out there to have a different perspective of life and 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 know that we all are going through different changes in our life. So why I was suicidal, it was because I grew up in an abusive, you know, abusive home. You know, my mm-hmm. mom, my dad, and mm-hmm. an abusive relationship. And, and like you can read in the book itself, is, um, you know, my chapter, that, you know, when... Yes, when you are suicidal and you just try to kill yourself. So I honestly, like, I don't know how anybody take it out of there, but I couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, it's now, you know, be suicidal and try to take your own life. And not really, and everything is hidden because you're a child. And you cannot, you don't have the gut to go to your parents and say, hey, this is going on, you know, yeah. I don't want to live, I don't because then the guilt comes, and then your parents give you with a guilt trip. So a lot of the time, these three kids have these uh, traumas of they don't they don't have nobody to come and talk to. They don't have because yes. they, don't, they feel guilty and they feel that this uh, you know that's what I felt. I felt guilty of like leaving my family mm-hmm. alone. I felt guilty that uh, leaving my sister who's gonna be there for her, you know, because you know I was the tough in the in the mm-hmm. family and. In, in all these things, it, it just, um, it's very hard for kids. Like, so if anybody out there has kids, try to, you know, try to connect with the kids in a, in a very heart-to-heart connection. Because even though everybody was telling me, how can you be suicidal kids? And, like, nobody knew. My family never knew about it. My mom, mm-hmm. even my sister just found out about that. Like, my mom, like, my aunt just found out that when, the, you know, mm-hmm. since about the book and, and they were like, oh, my God, my uncle, when I went back home in Ecuador, and he knew that I was a suicidal kid, he was like, how yeah. how did this happen? Like, my, You know, my uncle was like my dad because my dad was never present. And my uncle was like, it, it, it was never shown, like, you never showed silence or, or anything. Like, you never said, yes, but you never knew my real life, you know. I never was able to come out, you know, as a kid because you're always afraid. So mm-hmm. I always encourage everyone to... To be present, yes, we need to be present and be present with your kids. One of the things that we share at the Google Hangout all the time with uh, Angela that she's pregnant, and one of the best gifts, you know, gifts that you know everybody was sharing with her, and one of the things that you you mentioned, be present with your kids, be present Mm -hmm. in this life, be present with your partner, be present with the person you're talking. Be present with your client. Be present with yourself, because that's Absolutely. what we always. Well, I mean that that is just so true, and and I think one of the most powerful shifts that we engage in in the work that I do in terms of conscious uncoupling or calling in the one or feminine power, the transformation it always comes back to the relationship with ourselves. So so very often, you know, we actually we learn how to become the presence that was missing for that younger self, right? So, in other words, so that we can actually start to, to um, you know, unleash, you know, development, really, in our own consciousness and our own beingness that gets stunted when we don't have that quality of presence or attention you know and it's not it's not to it's not blaming you know anybody in in the like you're saying right it's like everyone's doing the best they know how um but but again it really does come come down to you know that quality of 
presence from the inside out. And I think that's also such a big, it's a big shift, you know, when we're talking about the feminine co-creator, you know, that it's really, it's really this awakening to, to who we are and, and really being willing to, to, to become a woman, let's say, in the relationship with whether we call it God, the divine, the universe, life, right, that, 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 that the divine is yearning to partner with us as opposed to parent us. So, so, so it's, a, it's a real graduation, you know, again, from a very little girl, let's say, relationship with, you know, God, the big daddy, you know, in the sky, let's say, um, to to really you know again engaging your own development and uh, becoming a feminine co-creator and I just think it becomes very exciting what becomes possible you know in our in our lives when we really take that on. Yeah, one of the amazing things that you Melissa mentioned is that to run in to the divine, to run into your divine as part of the journey of finding who you truly are and tapping into your divine feminine and also, you know, recognizing your divine masculine is like too because we have to keep the balance, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. The, the beautiful part of us surrendering, um, what I have experienced with surrendering is that it's a very tough journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But rewards are, I mean, it, come on, we have to be realistic. I don't like to put everybody to be pessimistic about it, but the journey of surrendering is not the easy journey that you oh, can say. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it is no, not persistence. Yes, you're right. Oh, that's definitely been my experience, yes. yes. Oh, gosh. And and it, it, it comes to the point that um, surrendering it has different layers. And the more you surrender, the more layers you discover of this onion. And when yes. you truly surrender to divine, it's because you have reached to pretty much over layers. And like the onion, each layer you take out, like you're going to cry the hell out of it because yes. you're going to cry. It, it, it's not that easy. It's very empowering. It's very beautiful. It's a beautiful journey when you look at it from from the perspective of that you are in the journey to finding your true self. And still, even when you get to that aspect of surrendering, it's always high levels of surrendering that it's never going to end. And, exactly. you know, you can surrender to the love of a corner. And, yeah, like, that's the hardest one, too. That's from car one, just yeah. surrender, uncondi- surrender to unconditional love. It, it, mm. It's the hard one, too. Surrendering to... Um, I also run into love. I mean, I'm very, you know, I bottle with everything else, but to run into is not easy. So I love the fact that you uh, bring this up and and you work this way because it seems like, you know, definitely surrender to a divine feminine power and divine feminine co-creator is it, 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 it is needed right now. We need to be present. It is needed. Yes. Yes, and I, and I think you bring up a really great point as well uh, in terms of it being a process. And, and um, what one of the, the things that I'm so passionate about in terms of the transformative coaching work that I do um, is, is that we're inside of um, a developmental 
approach to our to our lives, right? So it's like a process. We're becoming. We're becoming a feminine co-creator. We're becoming more and more of who we really are. As opposed to, let's say, through a psychotherapeutic lens, where often it's something like there's, a, there's an issue or there's a problem and how do I fix it? Where this is more like, well, what is, you know, what is seeking to wake up in me? You know, well, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling, you know, separated. It's because I'm, I'm not in relationship with my own divinity. <laughs> right? I mean, it makes sense that we would feel depressed, right? My life isn't... You know, it's not fulfilling on the potential that I sense are inside of me, that are yearning. You know, in the feminine power work, we say it's like we feel 10 months pregnant with these potentials and we don't know how to get the baby out, right? Of course, you know, metaphorically speaking. And, you know, so this is really, this is, this is you know, what's emerging. You know, this really, it's a new archetype of the feminine co-creator where, again, we're really giving birth to our most authentic selves in service to the flourishing of our individual life and also in service to the whole, right? And getting So it's like also getting out of that sort of an either-or thing, you know, either I get to serve or I get to flourish. The feminine co-creator is committed to both, <laughs> which is just such, a, I think, a relief for so many of us. You know, it's like we desire to, you know, we desire to be married, to, to create our own families, and we desire to become ourselves. You know, we're yearning for this destiny, this deeper destiny. So it's, you know, I think, you know, it's it's a challenging um, and exciting time, you know, for, for all of us here on the planet committed to this. Yes. Yeah. Can you repeat again? Uh, the feminine co-created is committed to flourish, and what was the other one? Yes. Yeah. She's committed to the flourishing of her own life, right? So it's like you know, her creating her own beautiful family, you know, abundance, being on purpose, you know, her life's work. So it's like it's it's a it's a it's an orientation toward life where we're in service to life. Right. In a way that it's inclusive of us, like inclusive of our deeper yearnings, you know, relationships that are, you know, that are 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 actualizing on their potential. You know, it's 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 you know an abundant, um, beautiful you know home, career, life. You know, and it's also in service to to something else as well, something bigger than us. Um, so it's inclusive of both. I think that would really be, um, you know, that's a that's a a trait of the new feminine co-creator. It's a commitment One to both. One of them, commitment to both. And uh, let me just translate this for myself because the way I, I look sure. at the feminine co-creator, um, servant is it's one of the things that we have always been. Um, you know, we have this nature, this gift in us of servant that's like, um, and the flourishing, I feel like it's more of the receiving, allowing yourself to receive. Because what yes. we understand is like the feminine energy is about receiving and the male energy is about giving and doing. Mm-hmm. And we have been living mm-hmm. in millennium society that was we just do, 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 give, 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 and that's it. And we even feel guilty of receiving. Like, even if I give you a beautiful compliment, say, hey, Melissa, you look hot today. You know, you yeah. look, you know, like you're good in that dress. Or you're like, 
God, yeah. you know? And, and we feel like, A, we feel bad. <laughs> we feel like we become, yeah. like, you know, in one aspect, we will feel like, oh, my God, I'm, like, too makeup. Other people are going to think of me that I'm too this and too that, too obnoxious, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we diminish ourselves and say, like, yeah, it's, you know, no, I bought this and, like, pay less, you know, like, I buy it for $5. Mm-hmm. So I bought mm-hmm. this dress. So and that, I, I, yeah, and that's more <laughs> spiritual. <laughs> I'm being more spiritual. You know, to, yeah. to kind of dim dim my light, really, in that sense, or my creativity yeah. or my expression. Yeah. So I think it has to do, in terms of feminine co-creativity, it's about what's my motivation to shine my light? What's my motivation? Is it to get approval from a man, you know, from other people? Or is it to actually bless? you know, to, to contribute, to participate, to bless. What's our motivation for becoming visible? I think when we really get, we make it conscious sort of those old um, ways, right? It's kind of like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get something as opposed to this deep yearning that we all have on a deeper level to participate, to co-create, to be seen, you know, but in a way that's a blessing. It's like it's it's as opposed to kind of like we're we're trying to get something, a corrective experience. You know, give me what I didn't get when I was younger. You know, it's it's so it's a, again it's it's a shift in consciousness that requires um, a commitment to our becoming, to our development. But it's a it's a very exciting game changer because as we all do the work to become ourselves and 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 this willingness to become a co-creator with the divine it really is a blessing you know it really is a blessing you know as as we shine our our radiance our light and step into as you were saying our soul's purpose our soul's reason for being here you know at this moment in time it really is a profound blessing that just unleashes something unprecedented um and and again i just think very exciting yes. so if you wanna like i would like to have like do you have one tip that you can share with us today about how we can surrender to our feminine co-creator to our divine do you have yes. anything that uh, you share with your clients that we can all benefit from it? Yes. The first thing that comes is to absolutely prioritize the relationship with you. The deeper part of who you are, whether, again, we call it God or our feminine soul, really, really choose and commit to make that relationship a real relationship and the most important one um, because that's the relationship around which our lives will really organize and reorganize. And that's including, you know, your your partner, you know, your <laughs> your masculine co-creator, you know, another or, or, you know, whatever is true for you to really make the relationship with your own soul, with your own divinity, from within the most important relationship it really it really serves everyone else in your life from the inside out 
that's that's how my does, yeah. How does that look like? Like for some people that listen for the first time, yeah. and you know, I I can relate with you what you're saying. I can figure it out some ways to uh, work sure. with my relationship. But for people that just listen to us and this new wave of transformation and shift, it's like they have no clue what is what we yes. say. I think that it really it's it's a practice of valuing listening and receptivity. So it's it's so it's it's a real relationship from the inside out, right? We were talking about surrender before. It's really it's like for example, if there's something in your life that you're struggling with or there's anxiety around or Whatever it is, right, it's actually prioritizing a practice the way we would yoga or meditation or exercise or anything else in our life to really make the, 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 the act of asking the question and inviting your soul, actually inviting the God within you, the goddess within you, your own divinity to, 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 to speak, I'm here, I'm listening, Right, and and to really value those practices of of receptivity, um, and and because y- you know the guidance is there. That was certainly my experience. That the divine within was whispering, winking, getting my attention through various ways. You know, my whole life, and then you know it really only was. In that dark night of the soul where you really, you know, it's it's time to listen, you know, on a whole new level. So so that's what I would say. Just ask ask the question and listen. Listen for the answer from within you, the voice of your own soul, as a, as just as a practice, as normal as brushing our teeth or, you know, anything else that we would do. Allow it to become a normal way of being so, in relationship with yourself. Yeah. So if you are first in the morning, you recommend to do that first in the morning or before you go to sleep. Uh, ask yeah. yourself and give yourself like a quiet time, like at least 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes when you make coffee, something, and just close yeah. your eyes and just breathe deeply and just connect with yourself and center, feel your body, feel your organs, yeah. feel your heartbeat, feel your mind. See what's going on and just allow yourself to just ask the question and then listen to the answer. That can exactly. be a practice every day. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and write it down. You know, if that's I yeah. if that's that's my you know, it's it's almost it's a, <laughs> it's very helpful, you know, to journal about it, to write it down, to allow it to you know, come into conscious awareness, you know. And what and and, and Exactly what you said, and then and then also you know to 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 tailor it in any way that's authentic for for you or for the individual. There's no right way to do it or wrong way. It's not old school prayer. <laughs> it's it's a it's a co-creative process in which we're participating at a whole new level. But yes, just you know again what you described, I think is a wonderful wonderful way to. To begin. Yeah, I think I want to share something about my my own experience with um, surrendering to the feminine co-creator. Um, yeah, when you really just get yourself into that quiet, quiet space, and 
I believe that, you know, like one of the things I will, I, I will start, because I feel like myself, like one of the things that pretty much everybody is going to have to get a home, instead of having that entertainment room with the TV that brings your nonsense to your life, <laughs> create a little temple for yourself. Create like a little temple while making a very nice place. You know, like the Jewish, no, no. Well, like some religious people have like the little, I love like the Indians, you know, they have like the little temple. Like they create a little temple to Christ. And I believe that when we create a little temple in our home or in our office or a little space or altar that we go there and we become, you know, in connection with the divine, you know, it doesn't matter what yeah. religion you preach or whatever, but you can be like the new religion, you know, you know, like my divine religion, so it's about your divinity. So create a little yeah. temple and get you that place of quietness and, and, and yes, and listen, ask the question and listen to the answer and also around, allow yourself to surrender, to be unconditionally to the answer, surrender to the yeah. answer. Because yes. you will give you the answer, but then your mind will trick you. You're like, hey, that's not possible. Woo, this is. And yeah. then your mind starts playing games. So when it's given to you the answers coming from a higher self, from your higher self, from your higher divinity, from your higher goddess and higher God and your higher masters, allow yourself to, you know, surrender yourself to the answer and say, yes, uh, well, they're telling me that. I surrender to it. I'm not going to fight over it. I just, I'm not going to even think about it. It's just that way. And I tell you, by my own life experience, I have got the most amazing answers. And by surrendering mm-hmm. myself, they, they manifest so quickly that I'm like, oh, oh I'm going to Yes. Absolutely. And I think also it's a, it's a great reminder. Surrender isn't passive. Surrender mm-hmm. is profoundly participatory. The act of true surrender in that I'm right, I'm here, I'm listening, I'm available, I'm in relationship with, you know, my soul, life, the, you know, the divine, and I'm ready to, you know, take action on the knowing that I'm that I'm disciplining myself to to hear right kind of a thing that that surrender is 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 not passive it's it's very active and very you know very critical right as we're as we're awakening to our co-creativity um for sure yes yes well I love to just mention is a choice what I love about surrendering and I tell us you know I pretty much explain everyone, and a lot of people think that surrendering is when you are really like dying and because you have no choice. No, 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 no. Yeah. When you truly surrender to your higher self, to divinity, to your masters, and to you, your life itself, when you really want to surrender, you're going to have to do it from a place of love and a place of power, of your own inner yes. power coming yes. from within. You're never going to surrender and never going to work in your life if you surrender when you surrender from a place of distrust, anxiousness, any kind of like uh, disbelief, any kind of anger, or you surrender because you just saw it as the last choice, you know, the last thing, like, oh, as a victim. Do not ever surrender as a victim. Find yourself back in your inner power. 
reach out to people like Melissa, like myself. Reach out to people that help you, support your whole space for you, to bring yourself back into your own power, into your feminine creator, into your God creator, into your goddess's being. Get yourself into your true temple that is your body, your mind, your heart, your soul. And they make yeah. the decision to surrender from there, from that beautiful golden temple in your heart. That's all. <laughs> oh, so beautifully said. And I just would add, and, and really trusting that it's true for all of us, the divine is yearning to partner with us and to co-create with us. And, and right, and we just need to say yes, yes. And surrender yes. is a form of yes. Yes, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, it was such a great talk, Melissa. I wish oh, that we had more time, but the me time too. has been Thank up. you so much. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be on with you, Lucia. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you, thank you. I honor you. I appreciate you for coming today. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully, I see you on Wednesday. If you can make it today, Google Hangout, everyone. We have in our Yes. One more Google Hangout on Wednesday at 12 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, okay. We're going to be uh, a whole bunch of the authors, co-authors of the book, A Pursuit of the Divine, Registered to Empower Women's Soul, A Woman's Soul. And we're going to be there hanging out, talking, and we'll be asking, like, two oh, silly lovely. questions, you know, me, and interact. Like, we're just going to interact all about that. So if you still see so many, like, Google technical issues is because we're still getting it. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Like like in the beginning of my call. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, just for you. Not just for you, but also for me because because the last oh. Google Hangout I'm like I'm putting everybody's face and I'm like, Oh yes, but then when you you watch the whole thing and never show up in there and I'm like, Oh, I forget about myself <laughs> right. so I'm like I still want it. <laughs> Yeah, so, totally. That was funny. But welcome on Wednesday, everyone, uh, to our Google Hangout. And um, if you cannot make it, we all have everything replayed. So, but just come, check it out, uh, listen to us. While you're cooking or while you are doing whatever, just listen to us, hang out, have fun, laugh, because, yeah, we become very funny a lot of the times and cry because sometimes we cry too. So, uh, join us. <laughs> So thank you so much, Melissa. I honor you. Blessings for today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Say your final bye to everyone, and I'm just saying bye bye to all all of you. And love you. Much love, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Love you. Bye. Hey, folks. Dirk Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling, being a husband and a father, it's a busy life, and I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed, five-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life, too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0 so you can jam without limits. 
It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.